0: It's episode 25. Welcome, Darksiders, and welcome to the man who can fart the alphabet. That's right. He's got more talent in his arsehole than most men (laughs) have in their whole body. You just don't want to be in the vicinity when he's giving a demonstration. Welcome,
1: Bluey. I can't spell but my butt can Thank you very much. That's a very funny welcome. Thank you for introducing my butt into these things. Thank
0: you. These are getting hard to write, these intros. That's
1: what she said. Boom. Is it? Mic drop. Okay, started off a little crust, haven't we? We'll try and get a little bit highbrow as we continue. Yes. Maybe we'll I'll work on it. Who now.
0: knows? Uh, tell me, Bowie, I have an ice for you. Okay. What is your best idea for a reality TV show? Okay,
1: best idea would be, uh, I don't know, I pretty much like a brew off or something like that.
0: Oh, that's a cool idea. Like a craft beer kind yeah, of deal a brew off competition. The
1: average yeah, Joe Blow and they get to make beers, a brew off or a a distillery off or something like that, where like make that. alcohol and
0: that's a really cool concept. Yeah, so can... you're talking like that grill master kind of show. Yeah, but, for but with booze. Yes. I think that's a great idea. I'd watch that. Yes. Especially if you're on it because you're sexy. Yes.
1: Yeah. i
0: like it. Do you want to hear one? Oh sure, why not? Big brother. But in a horribly haunted house. Yeah. Mm. Cool. I want poltergeist activity on that shit.
1: Yeah, it's tough, though. Like. Yeah,
0: because I never really watched Big Brother. I never oh. really... Did you get into Big Brother?
1: I oh, love when it first came out when everybody, but when it all first came out... I was massive did, when it first I, started, yeah, wasn't it? it doesn't really... It annoys me more than anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I get that.
1: It's self-obsessed culture that we have. Yeah.
0: For sure. Let us return to
1: our but podcast. But please listen to us. yeah. <laughs> Voice.
0: So before we press on today oh, with yeah. our conversation, I would you like to go first with your shout-outs? Oh, go oh, go no, we've again.
1: got um, some new listeners and maybe a repeat of some olds. Mm-hmm. But uh, welcome. Thank you very much for uh, click and play. Look, South Africa gets a mention, Thailand. Bahamas, India, that's awesome as well. England, I think I've said England before. but um, Maybe. maybe some more I can't remember. But I
0: think that's probably and what's if happened.
1: you guys are from somewhere else and you haven't heard a shout-out, send us a Send us a message. Send and, us a message. We'll give you shout-out uh, for I will even do provinces, sure. suburbs, streets. I, well, don't, let's not get too much detail.
0: We'll, we'll give out your social security number if you ask remember, us too. I um, remember
1: when I was travelling Tassie years and years ago because um, I'm a bit of a, I suppose, Hometown country hick at the time, maybe still am a bit. I uh, went through and got fuel, and a fuel station was still like in this mountain area, and they had just a general story kind of mm-hmm. thing. And a fuel station out the front, and the guy was still, um, yeah, filling your gas tank for you, filling up your. your oh, wow. Oh, they your, don't do
0: that anymore.
1: Yeah, this is probably 13, 14 years ago. And um, he said, Where are you from? And I said, St. Agnes, which is it's like a suburb in a suburb. Mm. He'd never know where that was. Mm. I should have just said good I don't old know South Australia, yeah. good old Adelaide, Adelaide. So anyway, mm. thank you very much for tuning in. What do you have?
0: What was the point of that story?
1: Oh, it was just an area <laughs> place. Like <laughs> I said, you can be specific with the areas that you come from. I'm sorry. You can sorry, say, look, funny. I come from, we, you know, we live in a little place called Caldiva. Mm. You can be like that because let's get all geography up in this place. And Why
0: not? Learn all these places. Get some geography get up get in some this place. Google
1: Earth, spin the... Spin the uh, what's it called? Globe? What it spins the globe. Spins the so globe does spin. Spin that globe and put our finger down and see where yeah. we are.
0: So before we decide to press on, I have my own shout out to make today. I'd love to do a shout out to a lovely person called Sarah Louise. Hi, Sarah. Hello, Sarah. How are you Sarah? Going? Um, I'm gonna go ahead and just cut that down to Sarah. I don't know if it's supposed to be hyphenated. If it is, I'm really sorry. Um, you, Sarah, reached out earlier this week to ask if we were planning on continuing with the podcast. Yeah, we we'll have been a bit. Um, no excuses. Thank you for motivating me to finish writing the episode. It does mean a lot to us to hear from our listeners. We know that people are listening and they're out there and they're not just screaming into the void. That's always nice. It and it definitely encouraged me to continue writing. Um, look, we've we we we've been quiet lately. We've been really busy. I've just got myself a full-time job. We've had some other stuff in the works. We're definitely going to continue on with the podcast, and we're going to work really hard to try and maintain yeah. some.
1: We need to sit regularity. Twenty twenty three and getting a bit of a program yeah. going on how we're going to put um, content out. Because it did start yeah. being once a week, um, and then obviously over the last few months, it's mm. been a bit more sporadic as things have come it up. Covid, all excuses There's, aside, yeah. Let's, we'll try and get on top for a, well, a well, we're going to have in 2023. To
0: Sarah Louise has told me that she's also been spooking the podcast to her mates. Oh, please do. If we had we really something to send you, we'd send you. We would. If we had stickers yeah. or something done up, we'd we'd do it. Maybe in the future. Yes. So thank you very much. This week, Louie, yes. I'm going to tell you about Australia's most dangerous apex predator.
1: I know what
0: it is. Do you? Yes. Just sit on that and see if, well, we, see if it's true. Do you want to make a right. guess? Or?
1: I think I know what you're going to What are you Okay. What are it's you Well,
0: about? let's carry on. It's brought terror to sturdy Australian hearts for generations. Shows no sign of ever ceasing the violence. It's the one and only Thylactus plumatus, oh, Or, if you about. will, the common name, the drop bear.
1: Oh, the drop bear. <laughs>
0: Today we're going to be talking about the drop bear.
1: Yes.
0: And this is a bit of a a public service announcement for people that are planning on visiting Australia. We've opened the borders; people are coming in. I felt like it was time to do a bit of a public service announcement so people could be safe when they come to visit our fine country.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Cool. So, do you want to say the one about your koala encounter? You've been well. We're not talking about
0: koalas. We're talking about drop bears. It's very different. Your
1: drop bear. I, I, I don't like I, koalas <laughs> during the day, drop bears at night just no. sort of like
0: a Batman. Well, I mean it could be. That's out. not a theory that we're gonna look at, but I I like it as a theory. Okay.
1: Well, anyway, you saw yeah. a koala recently. I
0: always thought of them as more of like a Jacqueline Hyde kind of situation. Yeah. But I did see a koala on our on my walk with the dog quite recently. It was my first, first koala. I've been looking every time we leave the house I'm looking at treetops trying to see one. Yeah. And the one day I didn't wasn't looking for one. I uh, just happened to spot one.
1: Just like love.
0: Yeah, just in the tray right above me. I yeah, managed to take a big step backwards up, before it dropped on me and gnawed me to death. Yeah, no, you did well. Yeah. Um, which was good. I rely on my Australian reflexes for those sorts yeah, of situations. I always walk
1: with a dog because I'd rather eat a dog than a person.
0: I thought that that would be true,
1: yeah. I would not sacrifice the pickle to.
0: Yes, that's true of crocodiles. Yeah. Be I, I believe if you want to tell me that I'm not correct, that's fine too. Just reach out. <laughs> Maybe that's how we get people to interact, we'll just fuck everything up. <laughs> yeah, so he baloney. Just start talking nonsense. Warm. So the drop bear is an Australian arboreal predatory marsupial. Apex? Uh, Yes. Believably so. Okay. It's thought to be the distant relative to the koala bear. They bear some similarity physically.
1: Fun intended.
0: (laughs) Also, the koala is not a bear, but it's just, it's always going to, that's always going to stick around. But the drop bear, I think, might be.
1: Yeah.
0: It's said that the adults can weigh around the size can be around. It's said that the adults can grow to be around the size of a very large dog. I imagine sort of
1: around the size of a pickle. So thirty-five kilo. Mark. Yeah.
0: Well, according to this, they weigh around one hundred and twenty kilo. So I think that that's, oh, that's like dense man. muscle.
1: That's a man. 120 it is.
0: A, that is a man. That's I that's don't a know. A man in fact. I believe that the Australian Museum might have overestimated. The weight of a, K, of a um of a drop bear, but the thing is, they've got very dense muscle structure, so and muscle weighs a lot. But I don't think 120 kilos is right. I've actually written it three times. That's how you know that that's what they'd said. So, oh, yeah. look, I'm not a um, I'm cool. not an expert. Thanks. I've just read this straight off the Australian Museum website. So seem
1: to be checking out. Those they're continue. pretty big,
0: apparently. Well, I mean, you can get a dog. I don't know. No, you can
1: No, you cannot. Oh, and,
0: I, I mean, you can no. imagine that 120 kilos dropping on you from out of a tree would certainly fuck you up.
1: Oh, it would, yeah, it would, yeah. just the sheer impact.
0: If absolutely, not to mention what it does afterwards.
1: Like could do? Jumping out of a tree, you're landing on you. Yeah, essentially. You, you could have the right intentions. Yeah. But have devastating consequences.
0: Yeah, maybe I should have done some fact-checking there. Maybe
1: that was a little
0: traumatic. Um, it's not uncommon for adole- for the adolescents to be confused with koalas. Um, So by tourists that don't have a trained eye. So sometimes people see a koala and they think it's a koala when actually it's an adolescent drop bear. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. What are you looking for, though? Can you train our eyes?
0: The fur is coarse and generally reported as orange with some dark mottled colouring. You could be. It's perfectly described you so far. Oh, it, it gets even better. It has powerful forearms much like yourself, Blue Dog. I'd love to weigh 20 kilos. <laughs> These are for climbing and for holding on to its prey. Unlike most predators, it lacks canine teeth, instead using broad, powerful premolars to give a crushing, tearing bite. Ah. So it's considered very dangerous, but it's actually very rarely seen near roads or human habitation. Instead, it dwells in closely canopied, Bushland, as well as open woodland on the edges of dense bushlands, so it's it's usually found in the Great Dividing Range of the southeast Southeastern Australia. So we have to watch out. It's not far from endangered. I don't believe they're protected yet. No, only,
1: only this they line.
0: probably should be. Maybe you
1: know we should start. Uh, that should, yeah. Cryptids.
0: Maybe we should. Actually, there is a there is like a law. I don't know if we have it in Australia, but there is a law in America that protects cryptids. Okay. You're not allowed to shoot a Bigfoot if you yeah, see one. Know. You know, a Sasquatch, if you see Sasquatch and you shoot one, you're in big fucking trouble. Yeah. It's yeah. all lining up. Yeah. It's also found around Mount Lofty Ranges or even a little bit on Kangaroo Island. Mount
1: yeah, Lofty, the tallest peak in South Australia, I think.
0: Yeah, I believe that's true. Yeah, so that's Let's it. say that it is. It's our podcast. We yeah. can say what we want. Um Tassie has got a few sightings or like a a, a bit of a population there. Oh, cool. Sort of up the east coast of Queensland in a habitat stretching from Cape York Peninsula down to Tassie, sort of along that yeah, belt correct.
1: there. Southern cousins.
0: Yeah, exactly. Which is I don't think they get koala koalas in those regions. Do they get koalas in and
1: Tassie? So everybody needs to do their verifying and fact checking if they want to believe anything you have to say.
0: This is very true. I don't know what you mean by that. No. Uh, experts have examined kill sites and scat leavings, determined its diet consists mostly on medium to large sized mammal prey. Mm-hmm. So, we're talking kangaroos, wallabies, patty melons, things like that. How fucking great is the word patty melon? Yeah. Oh. I love that there's an animal called a patty melon. There is. It's not afraid to ta- take down prey much bigger than itself, however.
1: 120 kilos.
0: There's not a lot out uh, here that's, lot bigger, that's, lot that's bigger. Not in Australia. Cows, maybe. Could yeah, take down cattle. Well, um, are I think big. that's probably what they're, they're talking about.
1: The five, six, seven, eight, hundred kilo range.
0: I'm starting and to see here a bit of a tone, Louis. Well,
1: 120 kilo. A little bit of I a tone. Think. I don't appreciate like if, it. You, if you had 120 <laughs> kilo drop there, getting about, and you would scat. I think you'd be hard pressed to like find to like a gun to that. Human hold poo, that. A, human poo, a human poo on the walking path. Like sometimes it's a some pretty big dog poo. That's pretty oh, disgusting. koala poo looks but like. a big human poo. Do
0: you think it would look like koala poo, or do you think it would be? Well, it, carnivores have very specific poo shapes and that. Well, when we were going
1: to be um, discussing poo, we'd have done a little bit more research. But if it's what is it? What's its diet? Well, because then then we can.
0: We've we've just talked about that. It. Uh, is mainly uh, large mammals. Well,
1: so it does eat so many. So it's,
0: it's, it's, it's mostly meat. Yeah, so it's going to have stinky
1: shit. It's, it's going to have
0: stinky shit. It's like
1: me having a big ribeye That's day. It's not good.
0: Very attractive. Do you really want the lovely people in Thailand to hear you talk about that? No. No, they, it's out there now, though, and I'm not cutting it. So the ambush predators. They drop on the, uh, dropping on the ground dwelling animals from treetops. I don't know if you could get 120 kilos on, like, a eucalyptus branch.
1: Well, you wouldn't be far up the trunk. No, but I think the idea is they're
0: sitting on a limb or in the fork. They launch themselves, And then they drop. So they'll wait as long as four hours in a spot, waiting for prey to be just in the right spot lined up for a surprise kill. Once they've lined up their prey, they'll drop as far as eight metres directly on top of their prey, Stunning it, if not killing it with the you're blow.
1: Crushing it to death.
0: Well, it then bites the victim on the back of the neck with its powerful jaws and teeth, which are strong enough to crush bone. Wow. And if the prey is small enough, the drop bear will drag it up the tree to feast on it at its leisure. Uh, if not, it'll kind of drag it into a cave or behind a rock, or it'll do what it wants as a drop bear, and you're not going to fuck with it. Yeah. On occasion, the attack will be preceded. By a shrill, bone-chilling yowl, but oh. this is not always the case. Because no. I wouldn't be a great ambush predator if they screamed before
1: they attacked you. No, but it would kind of be cool. Have a chance to look up and see one before you die. Valid. Tick that off. You'd be like, "Oh
0: shit, they are real!" Yeah, bang,
1: bang. Lights out. Lights out. Yeah. Shouldn't, then, shouldn't have bought a new pair of sneakers today.
0: Unfortunately. It's not unheard of for a brave drop bear to take on human prey. Generally, it's a bushwalker. However, there are no actual reports of these attacks being fatal. They usually result in concussion and lacerations, sometimes some pretty nasty bites. Maybe would be
1: upset if they targeted cyclists. Yeah. Not all cyclists. Just Just the ones that ride. Two abreast. Three abreast. Three abreast, abreast. Yeah, they're the ones that need to drop on.
0: I mean, so you, I you've been to a breast or two in your time, so come
1: on. I got nothing.
0: You got nothing? Boobies. Have another beer.
1: Still about boobies.
0: If you're headed out into the bush for a walk, there's a couple of folk remedies that can help repel and defend against attacks. Yes. These include forks in your hair.
1: So having a fork in your hair.
0: Forks, multiple forks, well, sticking up. Yeah, yeah. Sticking it wouldn't help you. You've got a shaved head, well, but well, like sticking up. it. You could probably make a hat with forks in it
1: okay,
0: to help protect you. So forks in the hair sticking up. Uh, oh, of course, we've got a bit of Vegemite or toothpaste. Vegemite
1: or toothpaste. They're two completely different things. Spread behind the ear.
0: They're very different things, and I don't want to smell either of them on my head.
1: Well, Vegemite behind the ear sounds a bit all right.
0: No, it sounds awful. But yeah. you wear a Vegemite-scented yeah. perfume? Get
1: yourself a good Aussie bloke if you did that.
0: Well, but you'll repel a drop bear, and
1: that's more important. Yeah, that's right. But attracts so it, bogans.
0: it oh. not bogans. Oh. I
1: think Vegemite's not a bogan thing. But
0: No, hey. I don't think it is. I well, think it's a thing for people that don't have functioning taste buds. Vegemite is awesome. No. We've had this conversation before. Okay. And just because the people have voted and they've voted for Vegemite doesn't mean that it's
1: right. They did vote for Vegemite.
0: They did. did.
1: Mm. Number one. They did.
0: So these are not guaranteed to work. There's no real evidence that they're effective. It's more like more
1: folklore. I do the speed limit and you'll never get done for speeding.
0: Exactly. It's just nonsense really, isn't it? Um, I'm sure people who live in Drop Bear Country would recommend giving it a go and they're probably the people to talk to. Really, if you're going to go bush, talk to your locals. about Not only about the tracks, the safety, the weather, if there's reception, ask them about the local drop bear population
1: drop, you want to know about your drop bear hotspots. are there
0: any in the area? it's important spots. to have these conversations with locals and, and here, they'll help you people are friendly about
1: Oz, the old hikers you know it's always good to take a snake bite yeah
0: to this day there's not currently a drop bear kit so it's sort no. of on you to take those precautions
1: yeah yeah that's like a backpack of things
0: yeah to... with covered in forks
1: yeah Let's make one. I'm gonna do that.
0: Okay, you're gonna make a fork covered backpack for drop bear attacks? Probably I like not, it.
1: But I'll give it some thought.
0: These animals are extremely aggressive and territorial, and they usually target slow moving mammals that have wandered in to what we now call drop bear zones. So I'm gonna be stuffed, aren't I? Yeah, maybe. You're gonna to have to pick up the pace, Bluey.
1: I'm pick little again.
0: There's sometimes signs posted in the zones with high attack rates, but there isn't always, so it is recommended if you're going out in bush, as we said, if you're going to go in drop bear habitat, stop by the visitor centre and ask for a map of the drop bear zones. It's really very simple.
1: Yeah.
0: Or even ask your locals. It's advised that you use extreme caution when travelling through these areas, even if signage isn't visible. Because Australia is a big country, it's yeah. very spread out. Bushland's very dense. We can't cover and it compared all. Compared to the
1: country, it's very school. small, so you're not to you're see them
0: all. You're exactly right. <laughs> drop bears depend on the element of surprise, so it's often av- advised that if you spot one, eye contact can be enough to prevent a drop. Oh wow! Yeah. However, the drop bears can be nearly impossible to spot due to the height at which they can climb. Mm. Their coloring. They're also possess a highly developed sense of smell, ah. which is why the Vegemite and toothpaste is said to work. Mm. They're sensitive to strong unnatural odours. I mean, you'll probably be okay, Billy. Yeah. That's um natural about me. Especially if you do your party trick. Attacks tend to pick up around April first.
1: Okay, April first. Yeah,
0: as the bears prepare for breeding in summer. But
1: they're pretty much done by midday. I
0: think. Yeah, I think they usually are. Yeah, yeah. it's
1: a small window. Mm,
0: it's a really small window. Yeah. Um, it's worth noting that they are less likely to attack people with Australian accents.
1: Correct. I didn't
0: know this. So according to experts, put another shrimp on the Barbie. Exactly. Just whip that out. We love it. Yeah. Um, according to the experts at the University of Australia, Could you
1: pass us a Fosters, love.
0: Exactly.
1: Never Perfect. Have, never had a I've never had a
0: Fosters. Apparently, it's not great. Um. Meaning that tourists are most likely to be attacked. So they're generally going to attack that foreign accent. So there was a study conducted in a, before I move on to this next section, I just want to add, if you are visiting Australia, just put on that fake Aussie accent, do a bit of practice, walk around the bush, use your Aussie accent, you'll be fine. Bit of Vegemite on your face or forks in your hair, you know. There was a study conducted in a drop bear hotspot in New South Wales intended to gather data on the behaviour and ecology of drop bears because we don't really know that much about them.
1: I'd like to have read their grant thesis or how how they apply for that grant.
0: (laughs) The research team was led by Dr. Vulcan Janssen, a research associate at the University of Tasmania, and they set up in the Morton National Park, it's about 120 k southwest of Sydney, searching for drop bears to study and tag. Yes. Unfortunately, they were unable to locate any specimens because everything I just told you is absolutely bullshit. Yes, the drop bear is a bit of uh, Aussie bulldust.
1: Really? So we went all that way for nothing?
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. I took you the long way around. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, and I hope that you don't feel upset with me for lying to you. It's a bit of a phenomena here. It's kind of a prank or a hoax. No one really made it up. It just is something we all do. Aussies like to tell the story of drop bears to mostly foreign tourists. We'll warn anyone going into the scrub to watch out for drop bears. We're good-natured larrikins and we love a good prank.
1: And the worst thing happens to you if a koala falls on you is you get chlamydia. Yeah.
0: And I mean to be fair, you don't want that either. But vegemite's not gonna help
1: you. Veggie not gonna help you get chlamydia. <laughs> but koalas koalas do not drop out of the trees. They are hard to see, they stay out of your way. They do. And if you do see one getting about, he's probably tonguing for a drink. You need to be
0: exactly yeah. That's generally if you see one, that's what's going on. Yeah.
1: But if he's up in the tree chilling, but if he's on the ground having a look for something, he's literally looking for a drink. Yeah.
0: So it's not really known when and where the drop bear was first created. It's a bit of a folklore phenomena in that way. No one really knows. It's not a real animal. It's not even a cryptid, and we all fucking love to perpetuate these stories. Yeah. Even Chris Hemsworth. We all love Chris Hemsworth. Is that yeah. What
1: a hack. Yeah. Oh what? <laughs> Come on, he's one of our
0: greatest exports.
1: He's a hack.
0: So in an interview for CNN Travel, he warned visitors of the dangers, advising they should bring an umbrella. I'd just like to say that there is no evidence to suggest that an umbrella will protect you from a drop bear. They're far too flimsy. But
1: drop bear poo.
0: Drop bear poo. Well, yes, this is true. As we've discussed, you don't want that on you. So the first literary appearance of the drop bear was in the Canberra Times in 1982 (laughs) in the Classifieds, which a bloke named Clint writes Tam, beware of the drop bears in the future, for sure. Totally love Clint. Was in the twenty-first birthday
1: column.
0: It's not known who Tam or Clint are.
1: Fake names already.
0: That's the first time that you've seen drop bear imprint. Oh, that
1: is a cool thing. Yeah. The birthday. It's a pretty cool
0: thing, yeah. I, I, I liked that. Yeah. There was a sketch about drop bears on the Paul Hogan show, which aired in the that this show aired in like the late seventies, early eighties. Yeah. So it dates back pretty far in contemporary culture. In the scene, Hogan is doing. Do you remember Paul Hogan? Yeah, I do you remember the
1: show? Yeah, it was Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, he was, was Crocodile, Crocodile Dundee. Dundee.
0: I was gonna. There's. I've got a note here to interrupt myself and tell everyone that he was Crocodile Dundee. No need. No need. Blue did it for me. So in this scene, Hogan is doing a parody of Indiana Jones. He's doing like an Aussie Indiana Jones bit. Yes. He's called Kudamandra Hogs. Okay. Instead of Indiana Jones.
1: So not a sense it is now. No. he get away with that sort of no. shit now, but anyway. So he's time. Ex-
0: Yeah, exactly. He's exploring a fictional valley of the Goannas when he is attacked by killer koalas. Some people claim this is the inspiration for the drop bet. Yeah, okay. They leap from the trees and attack Hogan, who falls to the ground covered in them. However, there's a bloke from Mythic Australia who claims he remembers his scout leader telling his scout troop stories of the drop bet in the early 70s, long before The Hogan Show aired. Yeah. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. A bit of
1: history.
0: He claims that, quote, when you're out in the bush, the old drop bear was used when they didn't want you leaving the campgrounds too far. Yeah. Adding that they would tell the kids if you went into the bush, the drop bears would get you, end quote. He also tells the story about when he was in the army in the late 80s as part of the survival Survey Corps. I was going to say Survival Corps. It's Survey Corps. Survey. Some visiting soldiers from the UK... In the US, would ask the Aussies for advice on how to avoid Australia's famously dangerous snakes and spiders.
1: And they told them, "Don't worry about the snakes and spiders on the ground. Keep looking up into the trees for the deadly drop bears."
0: That's almost exactly and accidentally right. Deadly
1: kick a brown snake.
0: Dead, dead right. So, quote the Australians would reply, "Forget the snakes and spiders. It's the drop bears you have to look out Oh, There out you for. go, boom. Yeah. Gosh, it's it's not it's very <laughs> irresponsible advice. He recalled telling the visiting soldier that the only way to protect yourself was to smear Vegemite on your face. Yeah. Honestly, I'd rather be eaten by a drop bear. Yeah, he goes on, invariably, our Aussie soldiers would chuck the visiting soldiers a jar of Vegemite and they would take them a few days to catch on that they're putting Vegemite on their faces and it doesn't do anything.
1: Yeah, that is cool.
0: So it's just a bit of tomfoolery. Really I think it. that's pretty funny. Yeah. But yeah. Really so, of course, with the rise of the internet, the drop bear myth has risen in popularity.
1: Oh, yeah, because we've got that. That's only because we're headline readers.
0: We are headline, headline readers. Headline
1: readers and photo. As a culture. Enables sure. No, photo. Mm. We just talk, we just make anything up and we're on board. Yeah. And we take it verbatim.
0: Oh, definitely. If you've read it on Facebook, it's true. Mm. In January 2020, Google Trends say that the drop bear overtook both the Loch Ness Monster and the Jackalope in searches. I guess that's just in terms of mythical animals. Yeah, that's cool. hmm I think that's pretty cool.
1: That is very cool. Yeah.
0: Interestingly enough, it's thought that there could be origin for the drop band. Okay. In 2016, an episode of Nature's Weirdest Events postulated the theory, and they're not the only people that have postulated this theory. Validation. Also, I'd just like to say I use the word postulated. Yeah. I like it. it
1: is validation. It's a good word. I myself too, love.
0: Nice. Up top. <laughs> that was a hi- high five. The theory that the drop bear has roots in indigenous Australian oral history. We've seen this a few times, haven't we, Blake? We've seen it with the Yowie, the Bunyip, I think even the Bungal. Yeah. All totally real real yeah. animals, yeah. by the way. Anyway, a long-ass <laughs> time ago, about 1.6 million years, yeah. uh, Australia had what was commonly referred to as a marsupial lion.
1: A mars- oh, marsupial we lion. We had
0: marsupial lions. They are called fucking Jesus Christ. This is going to be fun. Thylacoleo, Thylacoleo carnifex. Yes. Oh, nailed it. Fucking knocked it out of the park. Yep. Although it's not really much like a lion, it's related to koalas, wombats, and maybe possums, I think. Animals with two big front teeth kind yep. of deal and uh, live in trees. They've been found in New South Wales. Well, fossils have been found in New South Wales, South Australia, and the Nullarbor Caves. Do you want to see an artist rendering?
1: Yes, I would like to see a rendering from an artist. Yeah, they look pretty cool.
0: Note the orange mottled fur. Yes. Tell the folks at home what you're looking at. Okay, so I'm looking
1: at this marsupial kind of creature, which is pretty bit odd if you don't know. It's kind of quoll-like, isn't is it? It is kind of quoll-like, like a wombat with longer legs and a tail, short neck, uh, Tasmanian devilish kind of head, um, similar body structure but taller. Mm. So... Yeah, I could imagine that. And they'd be able to climb up trees, I'd say. Yes,
0: they could. So this bit came from the Australian Museum, and they have some pretty good information on this guy. And I found another website. I believe that's the National Geographic, which correlates the marsupial line to the drop bear. Okay. So this uh, this guy was the largest meat eater ever thought to have existed in Australia. It would range about 1.5 metres long. 75 centimeters tall at the shoulder. That's pretty
1: big. Yeah, it's pretty big. It's decent.
0: That's bigger than anything else that we have here. We really don't have any big predators in Australia. We have ambush predators like snakes and stuff.
1: Except for the government, but other than that. Well,
0: obviously. So it weighed around 100 to 130 kilos in weight. So this guy's big. Yeah. It's uh, comparable to like a female lion or tiger in size. So it's. Big, yeah, big and But It's not as big as like a male lion, but it's a big animal. It's a big animal, it had powerful jaws. Its bite was the strongest of any known mammal, living or extinct in the world.
1: Yeah, that's impressive.
0: That's pretty cool. Like, think about all the animal, the mammals that have ever lived.
1: Yeah, this guy bite their faces off. I don't know what
0: that was. That was my noise of biting the face off. It was a little bit sexy. Uh, It was described as a prolonged suffocating bite, which is standard fare for big cats, but this guy's a little bit different. His incisors would pierce the prey and the bottom teeth were flat and not like sharp and pointy, and they would like crush the windpipe, sever the spinal cord, and rip into major blood vessels. This
1: is a cool critter.
0: He's really cool, isn't he? Like I'm fascinated by him. I'd love to learn a bit more. Uh, But honestly, it sounds a bit like overkill. They had super powerful front limbs for, like, grabbing on. Uh, They also had retractable claws, ensuring that they were always razor sharp, and a semi-opposable thumb claw used for disemboweling prey and climbing trees, which I find really interesting. It also has thick hindquarters, supposedly for like pouncing on prey, and a thick, strong tail like a roo, which it used to sit on, like sit back on, so that it could slash at its prey. Oh, wow. Isn't it fascinating? So roos do that when they're fighting. You would have seen it, like they lean back on their tail so they can kick and scratch and stuff. Also, this is a bit weird. Its willy is below its tail. So there's that. (laughs) <laughs> i thought you'd like that what I had to lowest in... t- like... yeah i think like like nearer where the butthole is
1: so will you be willy really butthole or butthole will, like will it will be butthole first and I... be butthole?
0: well you don't want to get poo on your willy do you
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> i don't know it's 2022 i mean that was a... <laughs> <laughs> let's leave that an open question um <laughs> this guy could kill an animal in under a minute, yeah.
1: he but is, he's a specialist.
0: He's a specialist. He is specially designed. But despite being powerfully built, it wasn't a very good runner.
1: Okay, it's a slow bugger. Okay.
0: It's thought that it, it would dropped, drop basically. from trees. Oh, it could drop from trees. Th- okay. It is thought that it would drop from trees. Connection. Yeah. Oh, um. Okay. Yeah, it was an ambush predator. I'm on the
1: dirt road for a bit, of
0: love. I was wondering what's going on. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? I've brought you back around. Yeah. So it's it's thought, I've written postulated. Oh,
1: it's been postulated. It's
0: not, that's not the right word. It's oh. been postulated. I was going to use it again, but I fucked it up. So it's been thought that it would hang out for hours and wait for its prey to pass underneath, dropping on it and crushing its windpipe. Yeah. His skull is closer to a koala than a lion it's but it's like a bit modified it's got cleaver like shearing teeth at the cheek instead of grinders like koalas have so this grew up this guy supposedly grew up to become a koala oh ah. yeah so this is like like the evolutionary path has gone down yeah. possums koalas wombats things like that I
1: suppose as I don't know would there be less pray for it i don't know yeah we well i think sort of adapted to eat yeah more,
0: i think it's quite leaves, possible that it's leaves, evolved like a little bit on the
1: old for that, that reason yeah went, god damn this leaf is I like good this leaf yeah, yeah. Um, Eucalyptus and i didn't life. have to
0: leap from a giant tree to yeah. get it
1: Eucalyptus,
0: so this is the front runner for the origin of the drop bear which is pretty interesting it's it's pure theory yes it's there's you know there's nothing to say that this is exactly true it's accepted that humans would without a doubt have seen Ridden these them. fellas oh. no they probably didn't ride them although how fucking cool would that be yeah. and they probably wouldn't have been eaten by them at some point uh, it was still kicking around 50,000 years ago when people were here. Yeah, so, you know, right. it's possible. And then I, I guess according to the theory that we've just created, it's gradually kind of evolved down into the line into, into chlamydia the... Cute,
1: cuddly chlamydia-given Exactly.
0: Bear. You know, you think they're cute, you think they're cuddly, you give them a hug, bam, you've got chlamydia. Chlamydia, that's how it works. Exactly. You don't need to drop on your prey from a tree if you could just infect them with STD. Yeah. So maybe... It's living out in caves, waiting for unsuspecting tourists to wander beneath a tree, fearing the waft of Vegemites. What do you think, Louie? That
1: she was using her hands. I was. I was. I, I you know. <laughs> it was very, very dramatic. Yeah.
0: So that's the drop bear. Yeah. In a awesome. nutshell.
1: Couldn't have guessed that, Apex Predator. Apex Predator. If you gave me fifty guesses.
0: Who did you think I was going to talk about?
1: I thought you were going to. Which we probably should talk about. And the only reason I do remember it, I was in the Lindock Tavern yesterday. having Oh, a yes. Pint, and I saw a picture on the wall mm-hmm. of a dude standing beside the Savannah King.
0: Oh, we should definitely talk yeah, about the which Savannah the King. the largest
1: crocodile ever been seen, but it was also shot.
0: Don't say any more because so we'll do an episode about He's it. He's fucking huge. He's very big.
1: But, um, yeah, so Maybe I was thinking... Maybe you can spin that,
0: me a yarn about that one, day. i
1: you some yarns.
0: Oh, you. yarn spin you. But
1: the old Crocs. So, yeah, Savannah King. you will mm-hmm. definitely get to mention that. Too. I was thinking about the uh, good old crocodile story.
0: Yeah. So my references for today, I've got the Australianmuseum.com. I've got greatvaluevocations.com. I guess they would be great value if they're in drop bear hot zones. Yeah. Um, Australiangeographic.com.au nationalgeographic.com.au, CNN Travel, and there's a podcast called The Zester's History. The girls did an episode on this, yeah. and it was it was pretty good. I listened to it just just before we went to air. Cool. And that's all I have for you, Bluey. What do you think?
1: I love it. It was awesome. Mm. I thought it was excellent.
0: Did you enjoy I
1: enjoyed it.
0: I'm not just asking you because I want you to praise me, although I do like praise. Um, You're
1: very pretty and I like you a lot.
0: That's perfect. Thank you. That's all this is about.
1: exactly ask me what i'm doing next week
0: bluey tell me what you are doing next week
1: oh don't get too excited folks but uh a boil a boil a hopefully not a boil a boyhood dream that i didn't know even existed i'd ever get the chance to do
0: oh yeah
1: is coming true i am getting to meet Flash gordon Come on! Oh, like. I'm
0: Didn't so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the Flash. Ah, oh, of the universe. <laughs> anyway, he's a little bit excited, in case you hadn't guessed. Go ahead, Blue. 1980, and tell
1: a great movie come out called Flash Gordon. There is a. Originally, there was a old oh, black and white series of Flash, which we started watching, which is pretty cool. But Josh and I was my brother's favorite movie to start with. I was a Star Wars lad, but as we got older together, we watched Flash a lot together, and, yeah, it's got some great memories. And also the movie Ted has brought it back in to sort of, and that was very much back like in me a pop and my brother, culture. yeah, mm-hmm. watching. And it was cool. So he, Sam S. Jones, is coming to Adelaide for not Comic-Con, but something similar.
0: Supernova. Supernova.
1: And I paid 70 bucks, slashing out. I can hear you say, plan the big bucks, go get a photo with him. Mm. So I already have his autograph, him and uh, Blind blessed, blessed, the Hawkman. But yeah, if you haven't seen the 1980 movie Flash Gordon, go watch it because yeah. it saved the universe. And Queen there is did the day, soundtrack. I can't remember, there's actually a Flash Gordon day every uh, There is. I can't remember off the top of my head. I don't but remember. Anyway, it Flash is, Gordon is pretty cool. Um, he didn't do much else other than that movie, did a bit of a series, but. It, um, it's very exciting. Yeah, that movie had a huge impact on my life and probably still does. So yeah, I'm very excited for that. So totally off topic.
0: No, it's fine. You're excited and you excited, want to share it with yeah. the good people of South I'm Africa. Wear.
1: Well, there's about three things that fit me, so I'll probably wear one of those things. I got something you can wear. Yeah. She's being dirty.
0: I'm not. I was talking about my shirt that's Thanks. got Flash Gordon on it. That's my shirt. Oh yeah. Well folks that's all from us this week. We're going to endeavour to reach out to you in the next fortnight. Yes, we we're going on. to try
1: and start um, some other stuff as well. Yeah. Some short stories.
0: In the meantime, feel free to reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram at Darkside Down Under. We'd love to hear from you.
1: Get some Vegemite in you.
0: Get some – no, don't. Honestly, rub it on your face. Just You'll a, little bit, your... a little
1: bit on a bit of toast, mm. baby steps. If you want to have a mind-blowing experience – have a veggie mite and lettuce sandwich. Crisp lettuce. Yeah, veggie mite lettuce sandwiches are pretty good. Revolting. Veggie mite and cheese sandwiches are pretty good. Veggie and yeah. toast and cheese. You is do pretty like a veggie mite and cheese, don't you? You get it mixed up with a butter. Yeah. You go veggie, veggie out.
0: I think I'm gonna side with the drop
1: bears on this one. Bye folks. See you later. Thank you very much.